Welcome to Diarrhea Town. No, I'm playing. Population life. <laughs> Dude, so we talked about... Hold on. What's <laughs> up? He's just fucking chewing into the microphone. <laughs> Last week, we talked about our YouTube partner manager telling us that he doesn't want to listen to the podcast while he eats anymore. And we're like, okay, we're going to change our content. I ended up running into him yesterday in person. And he was like, thanks for the shout out, man. I was like, no problem. He's like, listen, you, by the way, you don't have to change your content at all. Like, <laughs> it's fine if you want to talk about diarrhea. <laughs> so we're like, no, dude, we need to not talk about that. Yeah. So this, we're not doing this for you. We're doing this because it had to happen. I can't talk about microwaving hot diarrhea, drinking it, or anything like that. The perverse family producers that listen to this are like, oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. These guys are going soft. No, they'll. <laughs> They're like, you'll be back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait to see the next trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be back. Man, being a producer on that is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, Dave. Nice to, nice to be in, in touch. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Listen, we need another round of dicks. Yeah, for the manhole. <laughs> uh, we need 40 guys this time. <laughs> Or any guys you know with eight dicks vertical. <laughs> yep. Yep. Head to toe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Preferably even distribution of dicks down the body. So vertical <laughs> dicks. Yep. Yep. You know anyone like that? Okay. Great. Awesome. Good. Hey, uh, you got a dick guy. Great. Boop. Marsha, did you work on that casting call? Yeah. Did you want me to, um, did you want diarrhea and puke? As separate categories, or are we just trying to find someone with both talent? Yeah, we need someone with both. <laughs> um, you know, we just we need someone who's kind of hybrid, flexible for the scenes. Um, we're not sure who's going to play um, uh, Trisha. Okay, so. okay, great. I'll work on that. And uh, second question, the jars of cum in the first scene, how big are those jars? How many liters of cum, you know, vaguely, it doesn't have to be specific. But You know, the DP was really upset. I don't know, you know, I don't, I think we, we use those, you know, like seven inch opening jars. He was really upset. Um, okay. They really fucked with how he could light the scene. Okay. So we're going to have to go smaller. I think the most we can do is a store-bought, you know, ball jar, you know. Okay. Like for flowers. Okay. Mason jar of cum. Got exactly, it. Exactly, okay. yeah. Got yeah, it. standard mason jar. Imagine trying to raise money for that, like financing that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Calling your money contacts, being like, listen. We got a weird one, but the market for this is hot, all right? These people are fucked up in the head. Co COVID did a number on people. <laughs> the pandemic has done a number on people. They've seen every kind of porn. Yeah. They've done it all. Yeah. They did it to themselves. That's the thing we're capitalizing on is COVID was the year that people experimented on themselves. They mm -hmm. got closer to the human body and what it can produce and what can go in it. Let's take advantage of that. Yes. Exactly. We're doing a whole series. The show is called Can You Sit on This? <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've always wanted to do TikToks of like a 15 second game show like that. It's like, and now it's time for Can You Sit on This? <laughs> and they wheel out like a fucking cactus. It's like 
It's like, oh, I can't sit on that. And then the dude just pulls out 10 grand and then he just cuts. And then like <laughs> the pot is just hanging out of the guy's ass. And he's and just he's, like, screaming yeah. and crying. <laughs> Congratulations, you won $10,000. Like, ding, ding, ding. It's like, yes. Like there's one big sign that says yes in green. Another one that says no. Can he sit on it? Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Congrats. I picture like a man on the Please street. Please exit stage left. <laughs> no, <He's> like, <laughs> No, trying dude. to walk towards the <laughs> it's a man on the street interview so he just has to walk down the street <laughs> with the pot just, <laughs> just <walking. laughs> my, my my dream would be to get like to do that sketch and then you get like one of those weird like those playground like fixtures where it's just like a curved s yeah. <laughs> it's like this is our millions <laughs> mega round and then they just put that on the ground the dude's like i can't and then it hard cuts and half the s is out of his ass and he's just walking where do i get the million where do i get the million <laughs> do you think they have auditions for a perverse family yeah probably but, but it's not like for fluids it's like to like actually like run lines and like yeah you know it's like all right what, uh, tell us your name uh, Stephen. Stephen, so nice to meet you, man. What's uh, what's your experience with the uh, uh, you know adult films? Oh, just you know, I've done a couple here and there. Uh, not really a full time gig. Just kind of when I need money. For sure. Um, have, you, have you done anything in this style before? What style is that? I'm not sure. I just uh, read fetish. a brief casting fetish. Yeah, I've done some fetish stuff, some milf stuff. Um, yeah. So, um, just so you know, in the script, when it says puke, you will have to puke on on set. I'm going to have to puke myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Just me puking individually and there's no one else in there. Yeah, well, what, let's, it, what, to what capacity? Let's run the scene and then, uh, and then you'll, you'll see where the punchline is. Okay. Here, here are your sides. Okay. Thanks. We made some changes. Okay. Yeah. You didn't send, the, you didn't send okay. me these in the email. So. All right. Okay. So I'll, I'm going to go ahead and read for Lucy here. <laughs> okay. Are you, you ready? To, okay. <clears throat> are you ready to eat my puke? Yes. And I want to eat more. What do you mean more? I mean, I want to eat all of it. <laughs> I want to drain all the... Pu no. <laughs> I'm fucking just flashing back to five minutes ago. We were like, okay, we're going to stop Saturdays are back. Now Saturdays we're literally acting out a scene. Well, I was going to try to improv like a backstory. <laughs> okay, like okay. a backstory leading up to the nasty part. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's that going to... Okay. You start it. <clears throat> Mommy says we have to fill these jars before the end of the day. Oh, Otherwise, hold on. We... I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to puke too. <laughs> Oh, now I have to shit. <laughs> yeah, those are the lines. Yeah. They're just, yeah, what if the dialogue in Perverse Family is painfully bad? <laughs> it just takes all the fetish aspect, like the gross out of it because the dialogue is so yeah. shitty. Yeah. What are you doing in there? Don't puke in that. I'm gonna puke. No. Ugh. Oh, that's it? And then he just does it? Damn. Yeah, anyway. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Speaking of so. throat, Nancy Pelosi, dude. Yeah, throatus. Yeah. 
Nancy Reagan, you mean? No, it's Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> okay, let's start a rumor. Apparently, Nancy Reagan, yeah, the throat goat. Yeah, Nancy Reagan, and it all started because uh, I don't know if she's actually Ben Shapiro's sister. But <coughs> that's what she's referred to as. She tweets. This is Madonna at 63. This is Nancy Reagan at 64. Trashy living versus classic living. Wait, it started because of this? Yeah. No way. And then so there's an image of Madonna, you know, dressed in, in uh, fishnets and on her bed. And, and then, her boobs out. Yeah, and then Nancy Reagan with like a, you know, a nuclear looking family. Um, and so someone replied to that with an excerpt uh, <laughs> where it says... Nancy Reagan was, Nancy Reagan, quote, was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. Just say yes, Nancy. In the days when she was Nancy Davis, was known to give the best blowjob in town. Not only in the evening, but in offices. That was one of the reasons she was very popular on the MGM lot. It must have made her very popular with Ronnie as well. Wow. Get on, dude. Throatus. I didn't realize it started because of that tweet. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Why are people tweeting that Nancy, Nancy Reagan, Reagan was, was the throat goat? So it's funny. There's a, there's a Reddit thread about this like eight years ago or something like that. Mm. And I like I just Googled it and that popped up. And all the comments were like, wow, OP was like right on the money, but like way too early or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Man. Wow. Uh, Someone tweeted a picture. It looked like. Oh yeah! Oh man! This this Pete Davidson gets around. Damn! So, someone tweeted. Yeah, wait, wait, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. That's oh, oh no, not that. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, man! I don't know. Oh man! I guess it is the bonus. I thought it was gonna be that one. It was an image. It looked like a line for like a like a like a Supreme store or something. <laughs> but it was tons of people in this line, and it was like, "quote Yo, Nancy's on the lot today." <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of extras. <laughs> yeah. So. Shout out Mark Rober. Can't wait for you to recreate her neck <laughs> with a 3D printer. That is crazy, man. Yeah, did you see Mark Rober's glitter bomb? I have, but I'm just, you know, what do you think Nancy was good at? Because, like, in her day, what constituted a good blowjob? I don't know, nice and moist. Do you think they had, like, techniques Do you think then? a good blowjob then was different from a good blowjob now? Yeah, I don't think they were doing like the what? guck and the sloppy top. I think <laughs> I think she probably was. Maybe that's why. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> yeah, she's <just> like <laughs> getting after it. You've never seen the way that this yeah. chick, yeah, <laughs> violent <down>. head, yeah, <laughs> violent head. <laughs> Gagging on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, now we're just fantasizing about Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Peloton. Uh, 
<laughs> Dude, they're going to make a Netflix documentary like, you know, Living Through Nancy. It's going to be all the guys that ever got head from her that are still alive. <laughs> Hulu's looking at that because they're like, no. forget Netflix, it'll be Hulu because, you know, Hulu's like, well, we kind of got in trouble for the Travis Scott documentary, so we wanted to move quickly on something else. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of old guys. Nancy blew my balls apart. <laughs> that woman was a devil <laughs> and a banshee. She sucked the soul out of me. <laughs> I watched people die in Nam and it compares nothing to <laughs> what she does to you. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Anyway, shout out to Nancy's neck. <laughs> Classy living, you know. Classy living. Yeah. Classical Abbey. Yeah. Was that her name? Classic Abbey. Classic Abbey, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. That's so crazy. I wonder if her family knew that. I mean, Ronnie probably did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Ronnie was pissed off when he found out everyone knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to fucking different kind of parties and functions, and they're like, are you with Nancy? Yeah. Oh. How's she doing? Just say yes, I Nancy. I haven't spoken to her in a minute. Yeah. What do you mean, just say yes, Nancy? I mean, she's like just really down for whatever. She's, down. she's always down, man. <laughs> she's always down, man. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Guy, she's hugging guys just a little too familiar at parties and shit. Oh, hey, Eric. <laughs> I haven't seen you. You know my husband now, Ronnie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and Ronnie were just talking. I was just telling him, man, you love to party. Stop it. Those days are over. It's just me and Ronnie now. Ronnie's just the only guy in the room like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What, what do you mean? How... How do you guys know each other? Oh, we're just friends. Yeah. Okay. Can you explain? <laughs> There's nothing to explain, bro. We're just, you know, we were cool back in the day. <laughs> she turned Ronnie we're into an incel. Very like-minded. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've shared some things. Yeah. Let me tell you, Nancy is a good way of getting in your head. <laughs> Uh, this woman, mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nancy, why was everyone at the party like so? Why why they all know you like that? Well, I used to. Oh, this is embarrassing. I used to have this nickname, and I, I don't want to get into this right now. But no, you have to tell me, dude. I'm literally the president of the United States. Like, you have to tell me. I, it's just, it's, you're not going to like it. And it was just, it was way, it was a long time ago. And it's just, it's embarrassing. I don't really want Are you cheating on me? No. Then what, what is it? They used to call me the throat goat. I'm going to put crack in literally everyone's <laughs> fucking neighborhood, dude. I'm putting drugs in literally everyone's neighborhood. I will not be embarrassed like this. <laughs> I'm literally gonna fucking kill everyone. Oh my god, dude. 
And that's straight from the history books. Yeah. I'm literally going to snap. I'm putting drugs in everyone's neighborhood, bro. That's what that's yeah. what Ronnie said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cause he's in cell, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That's so nuts though. And why do they only tell us now? I don't know. Someone was like <laughs> digging up like old tweets. I think it was Ice T had a tweet, like it was like shout out to Nancy Reagan or something. <laughs> it was like something vague about Nancy Reagan. <laughs> From how long ago? 2017. <laughs> and, and people were tweeting like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like I can't fully take credit for that fucking punchline. That's so What? No, I say I can't fully take credit for that punchline. Zach Fox made that joke first, first of it. <laughs> fucking. I mean, <laughs> that's so funny to read that Ice T tweet in 2017 and be like, "What? Yeah, What's, why? What he talking what bad tweet, man. <laughs> A weird tweet, dude. Mid, bro. Talk- <laughs> Delete. Delete this. What's he talking about shout out Nancy Reagan. What? Why would you ever Random. shout out Nancy Reagan? Yeah, weird. Random. Dude, all these people get on Ice T. Conservative apologist. What the fuck is wrong with you, yeah. man? Fucking shout out Nancy Reagan. What in your fucking mind are you going on about? And I see just like, they're, they're not ready. They're just simply not ready. They just can't, they won't be able to handle it. And then. <laughs> what if we find out that Pete Davidson never slept with any of these people? Yeah. He's just the go-to platonic friend. <laughs> He's just like really good at cuddling. Yeah. I'm just a nice guy. Did you watch Sex and the City, the reboot? No. Another show that, that they brought back for no reason. Um, or I don't know, maybe for, I, I, I never watched the original. Me either. But they, they brought back the show in episode one, this like beloved character, I guess. I don't really know much about it, but people were really, really sad about the fact that he, oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Fast forward a little bit if you don't want. I don't know how much crossover we have with Sex and the City consumers. But... <laughs> That's true. Actually, yeah. Because um, it's like, yeah. Because it's like women. It's like millennial. Women. Yeah, right? Or older, actually. Actually, I probably. don't know. You think so? It's like mid-30s women that watch that show? Yeah, because like when millennials were, older. Were, were young, it was, it was kind of like a like bit of an established show. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's getting towards the end. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably whatever. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that's fine. Spoiler alert. Fast forward if you don't want to know. But anyways, he dies. <laughs> this guy, this guy, Mr. Big dies. And now, I, so I asked, I asked. How does he die? On a Peloton. What? Yes. He's riding a Peloton. He has a heart attack and dies. Did Peloton agree to this? No, I don't think so. Because their stock dropped. Like what, ten percent or more than ten percent on the? It was eleven percent, but they did agree. They also they like, did agree. They also casted one of their instructors to be in the episode, but HBO didn't tell right. them the script context. No way, that's hilarious. Yeah, what genius? What? Yeah, let's do a bit where we, you know, the target audience that we market these bikes to, we're gonna kill someone on that bike. Yeah, see if. 
Oh, you know, ten thousand pelotons don't go up for sale. Yeah. The next day. Um yeah, they didn't they didn't know he was gonna die, I guess. They just agreed to give them the bike for the show. <laughs> so he dies on the Peloton and the stock drops ten percent and everyone's really distraught about the fact that this guy died. And so <clears throat> I asked to ten percent, that's how much Mr. Big is worth. Ten percent of Peloton. Yeah. Which is how much money? What's their market cap? Like seven dollars. It's been going down a lot since um the pandemic has kind of been shaping up, so I don't know exactly what it's at now. Well, here, I'm looking it up. Let me look in my portfolio. I have twelve point nine billion. I'm sorry, twelve point nine billion? Yeah, so they're fine. <laughs> well what's well that so that means that they dropped like they lost like a billion dollars in value in a day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's worth. A billion. A billion dollars. Wow. Wow. Yeah, their stocks been getting fucking hammered. Holy shit. Well, it's because like father treadmills are killing babies and shit like that. And they've been having trouble for a while. But Yeah, it is true. Yeah, they got the kid killer treadmill. But this is the one thing they did right was they then in an emergency situation casted Mr. Big for an ad. And shot this ad in like 12 hours. Yeah, have you seen this? It's sick. Play it. To new beginnings. To new beginnings. You look great. Well, I feel great. Should we take another ride? Life's too short not to. <laughs> and just like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs, and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart muscles, lowers resting pulse, and reduces blood fat levels. He's alive. Nice, Ryan. Good job. And you know what the craziest thing is? That girl is the Peloton <clears throat> instructor whose wife pissed on the guy's face. Yeah. Pee-pee. <clears throat> That's her. Pee-pee. And you know what else is crazy is that, remember last year at this exact same time, Ryan Reynolds made that ad for his gin company Using that the... casted the girl from the Peloton ad? Mm -hmm. I think Peloton reached out to his marketing company yeah. to make this because it has the exact same tone. Definitely. Isn't that fucking wild? Yeah. He's killing it, man. What? Ryan is fucking killing Ryan, it. But Ryan kills it, man. I think that's just a cool kind of full circle moment <sighs> in capitalism, yeah. <laughs> right? It's so sick when million Marketing? dollar, so sick when billion dollar organizations just collaborate with just each other, just come together, yeah, and make something good for the human race. Yeah, you know? like I love a, a good like commercial. another ad. Yeah, <laughs> I love a good commercial, dude. <laughs> what in the fuck? Okay, so this is, I asked, I asked, I guess Ryan to be like, why or Kyle to do research into why people love Mr. Big because so many people are talking about this. And so this comes from Ryan's fiance's friend, right? Yes. I think. Yes. This is the this is uh her explanation. Okay. You gonna do a very misogynistic presentation of this? How should I do it? <laughs> just talk like a just do the atypical white girl voice. <laughs> Candace, let's bring the lights low. Let's get dramatic in this, man. I don't you know. Take it? Yeah, I can I can jump in and you can jump in and we can just tag team it, ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. This is the average <laughs> Sex in the City viewer. 
Okay. <laughs> Why do we love Big? It's complex. It's important to note that both Carrie and Big are very flawed characters. <laughs> they are frustrating for the audience, and they both flip between being the protagonist and the antagonist in the series. But I love Big because Carrie and he grew up together, and it was a mess. They... <laughs> They were each other's vices, for sure, and they hurt others, and each other and themselves, along the way as they fumbled through their relationship. Their relationship took many forms, and despite it being so complicated, it was so exciting when they ended up together. I think it was exciting because it felt like they had really struggled throughout their journey. It didn't come easily. It was a fairy tale, and it took them a long time to see the light. Also, he built her a really nice closet. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, woodworker. Okay, now I get it. No, so it's basically what you know happened in the Formula One race. They just hit a switch. They were like, man, just, just, just take him out. Yeah, just get rid yeah. of him. Yeah, get his ass out of there. So, oh, that's whack. So, episode one, they just kill a very major character. Yep, <laughs> and people were furious. That's really smart. Why the fuck would they do that? Because <clears throat> they're rebooting a show. They need some shit to happen. Yeah. Also, maybe it's just kind of like a, they're like, let's just remind people life kind of fucked up. Yeah. You know? Oh, speaking of fucked up, I feel like, you know, <laughs> so last week I brought up the medieval movie, you know, uh, The yeah. Last Duel. Yeah, yeah, I've almost watched that like four times. Yeah, now. and I had Kyle take out some of my jokes because I felt they were a little bit insensitive because when I... You know, and I, I'll, I'll say this: I was I was making jokes about how I hadn't watched the woman chapter of the movie yet, you know, and I was like, it's probably gonna be really long and boring. <laughs> I ate those words so <laughs> Why? fast, dude. Why? It is the most horrific. <laughs> like the movie does this really interesting job of presenting a scenario from three different perspectives, and. Naturally, Adam Driver's character presents the scenarios really like it's like a fantasy and it's very sort of, you know, it's like two people frolicking, you know, in their love, their like, you know, their secret love for each other. And then it gets to her telling of it and it is fucking violent. Like it's oh, wow. bad. And, and, uh, it really sets up the later half of the film, but yeah, I I watched it and I just <laughs> messaged Kyle on Slack immediately. I'm like, yo, those jokes gotta go. <laughs> that, <laughs> nah, those can't hang. It was. I gotta uh, watch that. Yeah, is it good? Oh, bro, it's it's long, but yeah, the last duel is is I'll, great. You know, I love a good duel. Uh, no, hey, you hey, know, yeah. I love being in a good duel. First of all, you know I like dual citizenship. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Uh, they wear the same colors that we wore. No when way. We did our. Maybe that's what inspired the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> saw Cody the Noel do. Yeah. Yeah. They watched the Moment House show. Yeah. And they were like, we got to do a film about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> called up Ben Affleck. Yeah. Out <laughs> of the phone. What do you think of this? Well, unfortunately, I'm wearing the wrong guy's color. Like, if you look back oh, at our footage, yeah. Ugh. So he's guilty. Um. Uh, don't tell me. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Yeah, it's okay. complicated. I mean, that's the that's the thing that's pretty uh, great about the film. It's like you watch it and you kind of have to make your own assessment. Hmm. 
But well, yeah. I'll yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Did, okay, The Alpinist. Do you've seen it or no? No, no, no. I was gonna. I watched the other one, Fourteen Peaks. Nim- oh, I didn't see that one. Nims Perja. What a fucking guy. Yeah, I mean they're all they're all fucking crazy. It's it's wild because like after I watched uh, Free Solo, you know, I was like, how could anyone get crazier than this? Right, Alex Honnold. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, that's his first name, right, Alex? I think so. He's the guy that did the uh, El Cap. Free solo, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. First person to ever do it. And so you're watching that movie and the, you know, the cinematography and everything is so like breathtaking yeah. and unbelievable. Yeah. Like seeing him climb that with no rope. Like how could anyone get crazier than this? And he is part of the Alpinist as an interviewer talking about this other guy. Yeah. And he's like, this guy makes what I do seem like child's play. Because he'll go out. And do it in the snow, basically. Mm. Like snow-capped mountains and stuff like that where half of it's ice. Frozen waterfalls. Stuff that's not there two weeks later. He'll climb that. With picks. No rope. So it's him climbing this insane face of ice that at any moment could just Go. break off and, and fall. Yeah. And then he'll, like, he'll have to switch shoes in the middle of it because it'll just turn to sheer rock. So he'll have to climb it normally. And then it's back to ice. The whole thing, like, no ropes by himself. And the craziest thing is he's such a purist that it was really hard for them to get footage because the first time he did a crazy ascent, he would do it. He wouldn't tell anyone. He'd go out and do it by himself because that's what you're supposed to do. And that's truly what free soloing is about. And then he would do it again with the cameras. (laughs) How fucking crazy is that? Yeah, I want to watch that. 14 Peaks is interesting because... They talk about that, the purity of yeah, um, like there it is right there. the alpinist and how there's this big dispute, I guess, about oxygen tanks. And <clears throat> uh, Nims Perja, his, his whole angle, so he's from Nepal. And he kind of wanted to put on for the Sherpas that lay the, the route for all for a lot of western climbers and stuff that come to, you know, either Nepal or, you know, wherever to climb Everest and stuff and you know, they climb to the top and and they sort of feel you know, like the champion or in that moment they're like, "Yes, I climbed it." And then Nims will say, "You could ask them, how did you get through this part? How did you get over this area?" They say, oh, my Sherpa helped me do it. Mm. And he's like, and that's so fucking whack because that turns that person into a ghost and that person has a name. So he built a team of guys from Nepal. Um, they uh, are all Sherpas and they, they work on these big mountains. And they, it, there's one guy who holds the record for climbing um, 14 of these 8,000 meter mountains so it's like basically 14 versions of everest okay um and he holds the record for having done all of them over the course of 16 years and he did it with no oxygen tanks uh but nims his strategy was him and his four guys they would use oxygen in what they call the death zone which is past 8,000 meters um but how they did it was they laid their own routes so it's not like they had someone going ahead, and then they would they would follow, and um, he does it in six months and six days. Whoa! Yeah, and so they they bring a fuck ton of gear with them to go up those mountains. Um, it's wild. Like uh, 
they, you know, there's all these situations where he goes up and then um, on the way up or either on the way down, they hear about a climber who's like lost. And there's a couple instances where after having just done it, he goes, fuck it. And he goes back up to get that person and bring them down. His story is insane. He's like the only um, guy from... Like Nepal has, uh, I don't, I don't remember the name, but they have their like their own military, and he's the only one to ever go into like the UK special forces, and they like show him doing like some endurance test with oxygen, and he is in this you know top one percent of like lung capacity, and um, he's just like a specimen of fucking performance, and so even for him to. Like, he, he did a climb where he partied the night before and he was fucking hungover. And there's a dude who's like, people train for, like, months and months to do this climb. And the fact that he just woke up the next day and was like, yeah, let's go do this. And then he talks about it and he's like, yeah, I was pretty fucked up. I, like, you know, <laughs> you know it, it's just, like, it kind of underscores, like, this dude is, is fucking nuts. Um, so that that was... I mean, it's just nuts. The the footage from the shit that he was in, full on like fucking blizzards. Just him and four people standing vertical on a mountain, and they're all just kind of fucking around, being like, "Yeah, this dude almost died." Like they're very comfortable in the in the chaos. Isn't it's crazy? Yeah, so cool. Yeah, we should do that. We should just stop podcasting and Cody and Noel do alpinism. Yeah, Cody and Noel do free solo. <laughs> We've never done this. Cap. And we're gonna do L Cap. <laughs> yeah, we have a climber there and we're like, so okay, what do we do? Just I, go or Yeah. And okay, they're like, wh- yeah, just don't fall. Okay, and where do don't I don't fall, okay. <laughs> where do I put my foot now? Yeah. And where do I put it now? Yeah. In hand, where does the hand go? Okay. 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 And eight hours later. All right, we're at the top. What'd you think? That was actually way more fun than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, dude. I, that's the most fun I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> Honestly, pretty scary at some parts. Yeah, right, I'm not a fan dude. of heights, but we made it. Do you think there's ever a world where you could free solo something? No. No. Absolutely not. But I think part of what's cool about those movies is that, like, I don't know, you get to see inside that person. <laughs> Whoa. Weird phrasing, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, like the way they think and stuff, like the the interviews, and they're not that crazy or weird, you know? Yeah, they just want to climb big-ass rocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just clearly that part of their brain that, you know, is afraid of heights or um, their risk tolerance is just a little bit lower, higher risk tolerance. Yeah. Higher. Higher. Than other people. But, like, I think it shows you that if you're really dedicated to something Mm -hmm. and you really want it and you you can push yourself way beyond what you'd ever think was yeah. possible. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was like a lot of Nim's, you know, that's like his messaging to people and that was his whole um that was his whole kind of ethos for the whole thing was he wanted to show everyone, you know, because his belief is that in climbing he's like a mountain doesn't care what your race is, uh, you know, what you your your politics are or whatever. It when you climb this type of mountain, there's just only one rule, and that is if you give up, you die. And yeah. you you have to keep, and you can do it. So there's 
to to the thing you said about how in climbing and alpinism the the thing is you're supposed to go do it and understate you know you're not supposed to brag or whatever nims is the dead opposite he loves to talk about what he's going to do he and he likes to make it a party so he gets to the base of a mountain i forget where it is it's a scary ass mountain and he's like i get there and everyone i could tell they're depressed and then just like cuts to him like pouring shots for everyone <laughs> and he's like tonight we party tomorrow we climb and then they're like yeah and then the next morning everyone's like uh, yeah dude uh, i know we said it last night but we're not fucking climbing <laughs> And and so then he goes on this speech and he's like, he's like, I've just done, it was, it was pretty crazy. He's like, I've just done like six of these in the past two months. You think you're going to fucking die. I've had so many moments where I thought I'm going to fucking die and I'm still here. He's, so then he, him and his team, they go summit it. And the prediction that year was no one was going to summit that mountain. All 24 people down there summited after him because of the route they laid. And he, like, gave them the confidence to, like, follow his route. Hmm. Yeah. And it, it, like, it was pretty interesting. There's this woman who, she's sitting there thinking, I have two kids. I'm, I'm a wife. What the fuck am I doing here? And then Nims, like, pulled her aside. And he was like, don't fucking listen to anyone. And she's like, and I did it. She's like, and I'll, I, I. Was I'll, she, was she an experienced climber? Yeah. Okay. But she was sort of like. You know, it because the mountain I think it's called K two, which is nice. Yeah, I think that mountain it's just so scary and intense that it has that level of uh, impact on you, where you're like, I'm I'm a fucking idiot. I was never gonna climb this. Like I don't have what it takes. So it's it's kind of crazy that, yeah. I mean that's the whole point of it is like if you push you can find a way to do something pretty pretty legendary. Yeah. And it's not it's not specific to people that are already <clears throat> experienced in something. Yeah. But I I think that same thing can be applied in a macro sense to like anything in life. Yeah. Like if you've never run a mile <clears throat> in your life, you could probably wake up tomorrow and like struggle through a marathon. It might take you 24 hours, but you could do it and you won't die. Yeah. People don't realize like how how much you can actually push yourself. Definitely. Yeah, the bo- the body is very adaptable. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Um anyways guys, yeah, uh this is a rock climbing podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to got to get Ben and Emil on. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's over there just salivating like we going climbing, dude. Does he climb? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's he's a big big climb, big climb guy. Our I'm guy climbs, dude. I used to go bouldering a little bit in SF. Yeah. There was this like climbing gym I used to go to. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? It's the best. Let's just all do rock climbing. Um <clears throat> Okay, so here's a story. So there's there's this guy in Wales. He ha- he's got half a billion dollars of Bitcoin. Ironic that uh well just going into this, ironic that he's from Wales. Why? Oh, because I see. Because yeah. he's a whale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, he basically is a systems engineer or something like that. He at the very start of Bitcoin, like in 2012 or whenever, basically set up one of his computers to mine Bitcoin and just left it. And it has 
it mined 8,000 Bitcoin. So let's do the math. That was what you could do at the beginning. Yes. He said there was five people on the Bitcoin network, five nodes mining. Uh, how much is a Bitcoin worth now? Like 40? 50? Um, $7? $12? $47,000. Okay. That's $376 million. Yeah. <laughs> so he mined 8,000 Bitcoins onto a hard drive. Or no, onto like the computer's hard drive, right? And then he spilt juice on the computer. And so he and the computer stopped working. So he took the hard drive out and put it in his drawer next to one that was empty. And sometime in the future, he was like cleaning out his desk or something like that. And he took one of the hard drives that he thought was empty and he threw it out. And uh, he went and got drunk. It was like during this week of partying or something like that. And his and he basically before he went to bed, he got back from the bar and he's like fucked up. And he told his wife and he was like, uh, he's like, do you want to take the trash out? And she's like, no, you fucking do it. It's your job. And so he's like, ah, fuck it, I'm too drunk, and he goes to bed. And he wakes up in the morning, and he realizes the wife did end up taking the trash out. And he's like, fuck, that hard drive is in there. I have to make a mental note to, like, go find it. And he falls back asleep because he's hungover. And he wakes up, and the trash had been, like, picked up, taken out, whatever, taken to the dump. And <laughs> so now there's half a billion dollars sitting somewhere in the city landfill, and he's trying to, like, lobby the government to basically be like i need to dig up this landfill i'll give you 20 percent of the earnings and you guys can donate it to covid relief or whatever but you guys can get 20 percent. i know that this is in there and i guess like their system is so intelligent uh their like trash system yeah that they can tell down to like the square foot where this hard drive would be in the landfill because they track so heavily uh where they dump the trash and what dates and so on and so forth so he's basically like, you know where it is. You can have 25%. It's there. We need to do it. And they, they keep saying no. Yeah, because like, like you said yesterday, it's not there. Yeah, someone from the government is already. Yeah, they're like, and uh, when did you throw this out? Yeah. Okay, and okay. how much is on there? Right. Okay. And you, yep. what's your home address just so we can? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we don't have it. <laughs> Not yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know, really. I don't think we've got it. Yeah, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. <laughs> they just like, okay, give us one second. They like clear the courtroom. They come back. It's not there. Yeah. <laughs> we cold, it's not there. <laughs> yeah, they check. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone <laughs> off somewhere. Sorry. Damn. I mean, even if it was there, it's probably just covered in like human shit. Yeah. <laughs> like... Here we go. Uh, oh, sorry. I mean, uh, dirt. No, dirt. Just get the production team from the Perverse family to go dig for it. Yeah. <laughs> just, or no, get our, get our boy who put his dick in the used fleshlight. <laughs> oh, no. That guy has the hard drive. <laughs> Oh, the fuck is wrong with you, you nonsy bastard? <laughs> ah, give me that. <laughs> I'm picturing him finding the hard drive and like fucking it or something. <laughs> well, you're doing this half a billion on the. Uh, the fuck is wrong. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> what about this? Look at him fucking half a billion. <laughs> 
what the fuck is wrong with you, you Nazi bastard? Yeah, dude. Damn. A whale from Wales. What a fucking mistake. I just don't know how you could ever do a normal job. After that? And, yeah. Yeah. How, how would you do that? That's how would you go crushing. on with some monotonous fucking thing knowing that some you were hung over and you let an absolute mega fortune? 376 million slip away. Why was it sitting in his drawer? I don't know. Good question because he's lazy, I guess. Yeah. But it also wasn't worth like that much. Back then, Back no. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of, that was when I went through my whole like doge situation. And I think even though I threw out the drive, I think I'd figured out through my emails that I had actually, I just left the coins in a mining pool and I never withdrew them. Mm. So, yeah. Rip. You know what's wild is there are a lot of weird local MLMs with mining now. Like, really? Yeah. Like even one of someone that Alina grew up with has been posting like mad on their Instagram. Bitcoin mining is a real tool for success. And, you know, let me introduce you to my mentor. And it seems like some dude who's just getting a bunch of random people to shill mining. And, uh, I don't, the person doesn't post in a very articulate way. So it's hard to figure out how the scheme works. Mm. But yeah, that it's like, it's that level now where you mm. just got random dudes in small areas being like, I'll get you in on crypto. Let me teach you about mining. Such a shame. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk, person of the year. Yeah, not saying much. Time person of the year. Have you ever looked Click at like, that? I want to see the picture. Have you ever looked at past time persons of the year? <laughs> no, what is it? Like Hitler? and Yeah, yeah. In, <laughs> in 1938, it was Hitler. and Everyone forgets like Putin was 2007. No way, really? Yeah, they put bad motherfuckers on this. That's why it's funny. So why? Because it's not like necessarily the good person of the year? No, it's just it could just be a, yeah, just a, you know, an influence on human history. Does he have that dumbass haircut? Too? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he looks like Roger Klotz from Doug. <laughs> Type that shit in. That's a dated ass reference. See, yeah, but I, don't I don't know care. That. <laughs> that one forward to the right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. <laughs> this is literally Elon yeah, Musk. That's now. great. What yeah, did he? She made some tweet about being an influencer now or something like that. Yeah, yeah, shithead. <clears throat> He's go away. Lord, Just go away. Oh, Mr. Beast. I'll coach you how to get your <laughs> YouTube channel. That's kind of funny. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and he, he replied. Yeah, of course. Damn, they're boys. Yeah, they're boys now. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. He doesn't, like, doesn't Elon just have enough? Things? Yeah, he has a spiky... It's so weird that he's trying so hard to be cool. Yeah. Man, I'm reading this book. I We talked about the WeWork documentary, mm -hmm. I think. And now I'm reading the book about it. Is it better than the doc? Yeah, it's just like way more detailed. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's so... he That dude is crazy. Adam Newman? Yeah. Wow. What an absolute 
just cult, culty guy. Yeah. You know? I'm, what's the book called? Uh, Billion Dollar Loser, which I love. <laughs> it's right off the bat, shitting on him. Yeah. It's so funny. But it, it, it really, like, it's interesting because it makes you think about, like, how much gets lost in the complexities of large businesses. Yeah. Like, there's just so many ways you can, like, hide and, uh, like, you know, your numbers, your real numbers. Yeah. Or, like, just so many, I don't know. So many, like, nobody knew. Nobody could tell that this was basically a giant. Ponzi scheme? It's not a Ponzi, Ponzi scheme, uh... but they just were spending way too much money. And when you get that big, it's like, basically what, what happened is, like, the whole real estate market could have cratered <laughs> if WeWork failed. Because right. they were, they had so many leases that they had signed. <laughs> so at a certain point, like, that uh... is a business strategy. Yeah. It's... Even though you're losing billions of dollars a year, it's spending enough to the point where the rest of the world might suffer if you fail. Yeah. Which is, I mean, banks have, banks have been doing that forever, but it's just like, I don't know, it's fascinating. To I'm, lo- I'm looking to see where he's at now. He's chilling. He's worth one and a half billion dollars. Mm. Nice. He just did an interview, actually. His oh. first ever interview since, uh, since like being ousted as the WeWork CEO. Got it. And he talked to somebody on stage about like his the mistakes he made and everything, and I don't know. Yeah, he just washed his hands clean in the public eye. No, I, I don't really know why he did it. Honestly, can you look that up? I was I remember watching the doc, but the doc was done in a way that it just the pacing was so off that I kept falling asleep. Yeah, I mean the whole story is takes place over ten years, so it's like kind of hard to yeah tell the whole thing. In that short amount of time, but that's why the book is good because it really goes into like everything. Yeah, I think I'm gonna say when Hulu produces a documentary, it's not very good. Let me let me see. Let me make sure. No, the Hulu didn't. doc, the WeWork one was good. I thought it just didn't really like. It was too fast. Really? Yeah, I, I thought it was good. Maybe I need to rewatch it then, because um, <clears throat> I remember the information kind of dragging. Do you like dragon? Dragon, dragon, yes. Okay. Dragging these nuts on your oh. forehead? <laughs> yeah. I, what is next for Elon? Like, how does he terrorize us next year? He did SNL this year. He got into Dogecoin. <laughs> you know, what is he going to Met- do? Metaverse, dude. He won't, though. That- no, it's going to be Neuralink. That's what it's going to be. That, but that's a bunk-ass product. It's not going anywhere. It is. What's it going to do? I think. I don't know. He just tweeted about it. Um, it doesn't fundamentally do what he says it's going to do. Why not? It doesn't work. Well, now it doesn't, but... No, because the, the concept is so fucking advanced. Like, no neurosurgeon knows how they could implicate that or effectively use it. Go to his Twitter. I think he just tweeted about Neuralink recently the current design provide like the current design leaves it exposed on the top of your head mm. like there's like a literal hole in your skull that goes directly to your brain <laughs> yeah like it's like the shit sits on top <laughs> oh fuck brain juice literally out. yeah <laughs> like you could fucking like push someone and just leak like a punch bowl like you take a shower your whole head fills up yeah, with water like oh fuck so, it. Uh, we didn't, we just, <laughs> 
shorting out sparks. Fuck, we didn't expect people to take showers. It totally 14 hours ago. That. Elon Musk hopes to implant his Neuralink brain chip, Neuralink brain chips in humans next year. I bet he won't. Next year. He won't. Maybe fucking come out with the Cybertruck first, dude. What happened to that? What yeah, happened to that shit? It's not coming. I fucking am on the list for one of those. It's never going to come. He's a con it's man. It's supposed to come out like earlier this year or something. It's never going to come. Damn it. This dude has production issues for the cars he's already supposed to sell. He's not going to up and sell SpaceX. more. SpaceX. I don't give a shit about that. Release the Cybertruck, dude. Yeah. Or else. Look at everything he starts. SpaceX, they just, they just go up and come down. You know, he, he puts minimum wage. He puts fucking people from his Tesla assembly line into space for like five minutes and then brings them back down. <laughs> you know, and then the what was his like reinventing the subway shit? Boring company. No, but what was the the Hyperloop? Yeah. Where's that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Nowhere. It's literally nowhere. <laughs> This guy is just, he, to me, is that type of nerd where he just, like, says things and they just aren't real. Like, they don't happen, and he's not actually smart. Fucking empty promises, dude. Grinds my gears, man. Where's the nerd that's going to, yeah, follow through? Yeah. I thought you were a man of your word, Elon. <laughs> Where's the fucking Cybertruck, dude? Yeah. Let's watch this Miss Universe clip. At, where she meows? Let's finish it off with this. Is this a joke, getting a brown girl to meow in front of me? <laughs> you guys trying to like fucking get me get me on some bad shit that's good <laughs> she should definitely win so Steve Harvey asked the uh, Miss India yeah basically yeah. like asked everyone else. this is Miss Universe 2021 and he was hosting it he asked all the other contestants like real questions and then he asked Miss India to make her best animal noise for some reason. And that was the one that she chose. And like to her credit, she like went with it. Yeah, what are you going to do? She's like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting that, but I guess I got to do it now." <laughs> also, that's a brutal meow. Oh. That's not what it sounds like at all. <laughs> Typical meow. man. There you go. Meow. Leave her alone, dude. You're hurting her. <laughs> <laughs> Leave her alone. So, dude. but yeah, people are giving Steve Harvey shit because they're like, why the fuck did you ask her that? Why did he ask her that? <laughs> Congratulations, Miss India, aka Cat Girl. <laughs> well, didn't she end up winning? Yeah, she did. So maybe it was a good question. Meow. <laughs> oh, you think you can do it better? Meow. That's a meow. What does it sound like then? You do it. That kind of sounds like Gary from SpongeBob. Meow. <laughs> 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 that sounds like Tom doing <laughs> BDSM with <laughs> Shiv. <laughs> yeah, like, you little fucking cat. <laughs> meow for me. Um, meow. Meow. <laughs> meow. <laughs> We didn't comment on how evil Greg is now, but whatever. Yeah, man. He made a deal with the devil. 
No, he but sold his soul. Even the way he talks now, like yeah. now that he's like a little bit more confident yeah. and all the horrible shit he oh says. Oh my god, he's such a fuckboy now. Yeah. Dude, that scene when he's fucking in the wedding. Yeah. And the girl's like, oh, so beautiful. The Duchess or whatever yeah. of heir to the throne of Luxembourg or whatever. It's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And he's like, I love weddings. Yeah. And the girl's Comfrey like, on the girl's side. like fucking kill me. He's all like, this I know. All giant sham. And he's like, kill me now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Greg, you fuck boy. What are you doing? Um, I found out we're not really into each other. So kind of a, what that phrase he used, it was like, um, yeah, separate betting it. It was like an agreeable swap. No feelings <laughs> hurt. I was like, holy shit, man. You're sick. You're actually sick. Yeah, I don't know. She's still blowing me up, but I'm like not really into it. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be his voice next season. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, Kendall. Maybe you're just a fucking pussy. That's why your dad didn't want to work with you. <laughs> Who's got the blow? <laughs> so I'm the head of cruises now, and who's going to suck my dick? <laughs> yeah, dude. Anyways. I just, um... I just read a story about Aaron Sorkin. Do you like Sorkin? Sorkin on these nuts. Sorkin these that's, nuts. That's uh, that's how Australians say sucking. Sorkin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah mate. She, she was sorking my balls. <laughs> sorking my my balls. Yeah, she was sorking my dick. Yeah, mate. Giving me the old Nancy Reagan. Yeah, Nancy my, Reagan. Nancy Reagan on my dickhead. On my dick. I'm like, nor she was sorking my dick. <laughs> Did you fuck her? No, 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 but she sorked my, my dick. <laughs> sounds more like fucking. No, no, no. Sorkin sounds more Irish. <laughs> oh, no, she was sorking me dick. <laughs> oh, she was sorking me she dick right off. <laughs> my dick right off. Oh, for fuck's sake. And she was sorking me lucky charms. <laughs> Anyways, guys. All right, bye. Don't do Irish face. That's not. <laughs> that's not good. You fucking d kid. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in with the bonus. Uh, we will see you next week. You have anything else you want to tell them? Um, sign up for the newsletter. Newsletter. TeamGStudios.tv. Please. Yeah. It'll, um. Give you know. Show Jim some love. Yes, please. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week when Bye. we test to see if the Peloton um, treadmill still kills kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cold open next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Hi, <laughs> welcome back to the TMG podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>